Hello, welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? And this is episode 74, uh, coming at you between Christmas and New Year's. Hope everyone had a great Christmas for those who celebrate. Hope everyone had a great Hanukkah for those who celebrate and all that good stuff. Hope you're all enjoying the holiday season, all the chocolates, all the bad foods. Just eat all the bad foods. Give yourself permission to do that because then we're just going to, you know, get into our January bodies later. And, you know, it is what it is. And then the sun and the sun continues to the earth continues to revolve around. Us. Wow. Wow. OK, I just need to say that in one sentence, in one sentence, Catherine what said, Catherine said, eat the worst thing you can <laughs> settle into your January body and the earth will once again turn around the sun. Um, that is has to be that the has earth, to be. But, it, but the sun doesn't revolve around the earth, does it? No, 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 no. Like that sorry. was I astrologically, astrologically, you're on point, but that is that <laughs> please don't the, tell me I'm wrong about that. No, no, you're 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 right in every way. It's just uh, you came in spiritual, <laughs> you came in practical, honestly, fantastic intro. You, you know what? I've just I've eaten a lot and I feel. Sure. I feel bloated. Yeah. You're your, own, does. you're your own sort of galaxy right now. I don't know. <laughs> My body is its own galaxy. My body has its own gravitational pull when it comes to other fatty foods. Like they just come to me. I love it. There we go. Probably. Well, anyways, I hope everyone's enjoying their holiday. We do have a lot of WMBA stuff to talk about. Oh my God. Freddie, how have you been? Uh, I'm good. Also eating a bunch of random stuff um drinking a lot mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh you know i've had a good I've had a good time saw my family mm-hmm. you know we, we partied we ate and uh it's sort of putzing around right now so it's good good times mm-hmm. it's Love raining it. a lot in toronto so that's where we're at it's raining a lot it's extremely foggy some of like the craziest fog i've ever seen like we were driving like on like Christmas evening because we like to go to the movies, our family. What and, movie did you see? Oh man, we saw Poor Things. Uh it's okay, Poor Things is a movie starring uh Emma Stone. It's got a lot of Oscar buzz. Okay. Uh I don't want to give too much of the plot away. It's very Frankenstein-ish, the okay. the plot line. Um my mom you know like if you ask my mom what her favorite movie is she'll probably say like despicable me or something like that like like she does not like to be challenged okay by the things that she watches my brother picked this movie i agreed because i love following the oscar race that's just something i enjoy doing and my mom leaned over to us and she was like you are never picking the christmas movie again I love it. <laughs> she could not handle it, but it is a interesting film. It is a very interesting film. Cool. I mean, I love sci-fi, so I feel like I'd be into this. I think uh, you would enjoy it. I just read the description. A Victorian woman gets resurrected. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, cool. So that's what we did. And uh, we were driving to the theater and back home and it literally it was so foggy it looked like we were driving into an abyss like it was just pure black in front of us you could only see directly in front of you the the lights you know the street lights were barely there it was really like it was a spooky drive it was a spooky drive for christmas that's for sure so merry christmas mom i hope you like the victorian resurrection (laughs) and driving in sleepy hollow She was not happy. <laughs> Another year around the sun, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. Let's get into this NBA action here. Let's do it. So first thing is, you know, the regular season schedule mm-hmm. uh, was released. And the okay. WNBA this year decided to do uh, this schedule release in very unique and bold fashion where each team had their own sort of rollout. Mm-hmm. Most teams did a video, uh, a creative video at that. And some teams just did a graphic, which I thought was a bit odd. Not every team had a video. 
but people really, you know, got their creative juices flowing and had their own creativity. There's an amazing uh, thread on Twitter, if you haven't seen it, that has all the team's videos on there. Um, you know, the Seattle Storm kind of embraced their, you know, the grunge era in their aesthetic. Also had a weird, um, maybe not so weird, Mean Girls reference. Does Mean Girls take place in Seattle? Um, I don't know. Uh, the the Mean Girls oh. thing, I sort of, I watched it with my wife and she was giving me a lot of the, I've seen Mean Girls, but I'm not like a Mean Girls student. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I saw, I saw it once. No, enjoy, uh, it takes place it. in Illinois. The movie yeah, takes so. place in Illinois. So I didn't understand the Mean Girls reference, but, uh, but you But there's know. a new Mean Girls coming out. So it's very topical. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. Um, you know, the Liberty parodied hot ones. Um, you know, there's a lot of fun videos here. So our question for each other is which one is your favorite? I had a very clear favorite. Me too. Okay. I wonder if it's the same one. Should we say it on three? (laughs) Okay, sure. One, two, three. Atlanta dream. Atlanta dream. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Atlanta dream video is it's so good. It's really like it's really well shot. They did like a whole drumline oh, thing. The drone shot? Yeah, Beautiful. it's really good. It's really it's, good. It's layered too. So as they're going through the schedule, they'll be like, oh, the aces. And then there's cards in somebody's drumline. And then they'll be like, oh, well, we're playing the wings on this day. And two people are eating wings. Um, you know, there's a bunch of when they went to the fever, I was like, are they going to go for it? Are they going to show someone sick? Um, but <laughs> someone just holding up a positive COVID <laughs> test. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's like there was a lot of good stuff in this. Um, but the Atlanta Dream one stood out, right? Like it was so, yeah. and it's really well shot. Like this yeah, is like it was cool. It was beautiful. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, it also looks like a night shoot, mm-hmm. right? Which, like you know, in film, night shoots are never easy because it's like. You know, your call time is like, well, it's winter. So the call time could be like 5 p.m. Yeah. Right. And then they're going, you know, maybe they filmed till midnight. Maybe they filmed even later. There's a lot of shots, you know, and you got to set up for all of these. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of work, a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Like this looks like it was like a full day shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, But the drumline stuff is incredible. I also like, you know, to me, like like drumline like you know college drumlines university drumlines to me is very american like it's very quintessential america to me to to Mm -hmm. see that and maybe it is more specifically atlanta like the culture of like the cool drumlines i'm actually not sure we're we're canadian you let us listeners let us know yeah but um, to me i associate that with being very like american culture my my wife is born in atlanta so i should have asked her but yeah i i just i always associated she was born in atlanta but she grew up in carolina uh it's it's a combo she's like uh she's almost like a military kid but not because her dad was an estimator she's she's atlanta pennsylvania whoa south carolina okay yeah all right um, and lots of family in ohio so okay. you know there's a, there's a mix um yeah but i always just associated drumline stuff with college in general but probably yeah you know, like i wonder if it is more specific to atlanta like if they created it and then it spread across other universities or not I don't well, know. Because I also think they're, you know, yeah, please enlighten us because there also definitely is like, you know, the specific like like black drum line. Yes. Is, that's is what I'm thing, talking right? about. Yeah. So yeah. um, I mean, I would I would imagine that's the South, but not necessarily, right? So um mm-hmm. yeah. curious to know the history of it, whether it's tied to Atlanta or they just decided it would be cool to have a drum line. <laughs> Either way, I absolutely love it. Um, like you said, there's just a lot of detail in this. It's shot beautifully, like it looks as good as, you know, the best music videos you've ever seen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just such great quality. Lots of creativity. A lot of, yeah, a lot of thought put into this. So, so good. Any, uh, I, I have like a runner's up for me, which I which I really loved. Okay, what's your runner's up? So, my Lynx did a Grand Theft Auto one. 
Yeah. Um, and I played a lot of Grand Theft Auto and they did it well. Like the animations, perfect. The overhead sort of like, um, you know, like 2D or not 2D, but like the bird's eye view shots of the cities are really good. Um, so the Grand Theft Auto vibe was very cool and I'm into it. And also, I think there's a new Grand Theft Auto coming out. So also. Oh, talk. cool. Yeah. yeah, I love the Grand Theft Auto theme. My only critique of this, and I don't play Grand Theft Auto, so maybe they chose not to do this because they wanted to keep it more like a parody. Yeah. But I feel like when like in, in in terms of like the economy of time, they show just as much images of their opponents as they do themselves. That's fair. Like they're promoting the other teams. Yeah. It felt yeah. to me like they were promoting the other teams a bit. And I think like, you know, I guess I, I guess they don't do this in grand theft auto. So this makes sense. But like when they show these stills of like their opponents, it would have been cool if it was mirrored with a still of someone on the links, like a mm -hmm. versus. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that would have been cool for just, but that's my only that's hey. my only critique. It's actually, it is very good though. It's a fair critique and it's welcome on this podcast. Yeah. I think like the Seattle storm one was also really creative. Did look like it was, you know, a long shoot day for them as well. Day shoot, not a night shoot. <laughs> I love how you're just, you're factoring in the, like the shoot days. You're like, well, listen, look, look, I, this is I, a 50 person set. I, this, this setup, that, that's four lighting directors. Okay. But I know this stuff. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Working in film, I know, like, you know what I mean? Like, how many shots and stuff this takes. You know, you're doing multiple takes of each no, thing. Yeah. So I I know how, how much time this takes. It's like, yeah, I, I, I don't understand why they chose to parody Mean Girls. Um, I think it's a topical thing, right? I think they're trying to, like, it's that crossover fan thing. Like, the, yeah, you know, the, I guess the, 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 the Mercury did um, like eras and they're, they're trying to just be like, Hey, do you like Taylor Swift? Sweet. Yeah. Cause do like, you, do you maybe like us too? You know, I think there's that. that I mean, the Grand Theft Auto thing isn't specific to Minnesota. So you are right. Like, yeah, I think some know. of it. And I think that's why we probably uh, both picked Atlanta. Cause it was like, it's both cool and like, atlanta and also their their own thing mm -hmm. um as opposed to just trying to trying to grab attention like whatever you know I, I i'm anything that gets more fans to games i'm for but yeah for me the the mercury like hey how about taylor swift sweet anyways look at our schedule is a little bit like uh okay i don't, I, I yeah that's boring um, what did you think of the Hot Ones parody that Stewie did? I liked it. However, when I first saw the image, I thought Stewie was actually on Hot Ones. Yes. Which she deserves to be, by the yes. way. Yes. Um, so I have to say I was a little bit disappointed to realize that she's not actually on Hot Ones. Yeah. But then, you know, just sort of scaling back my expectations... It's a fun parody. Stewie's watchable. So, like, there were worse ones. Some people just put up, like, no offense to Chicago, but they just put up, like, literally five images, which I'm like, listen, some social medias are going hard. Well, yeah. And then other ones are just like, here's a picture. I'm like, all right, come on. Well, the Connecticut Sun, I only saw one image. Yeah, that was at least stylized. But yeah, it was just an image. That was like scary hours. And I'm, I was trying to figure out the horror. Like, is it? are they trying to do like a Halloween thing? Like, yeah, is scary hours uh, actually an actual movie? I thought it was an expression. Uh, I'm not aware of it being a movie. Horror isn't my genre. Um, but yeah, they only did one image, and I actually it's the sky. I was like, at least they did more than one image. True, and you could see the calendar month to month, and I thought it was well designed for what it's worth. It the was, ace, it the was. aces, I also only saw one image. 
I think I it's like, generally. I mean, the aces are just basically like they were they, like. Listen, the aces sell themselves, and yeah. we don't need to do. The aces should have just shown like a picture of like Tom Brady or like that a picture of them partying. They could have done highlights of the parade or Becky counting money. You know what I mean? Like yeah, like doing that money, yeah. whatever that gesture is. Um, and yeah. then I thought the Mystics was was quite a creative approach where they were like making lipstick and colors i hate i um, hated it well i thought it was i thought it was a valid attempt it wasn't my favorite but it was like sort of um i don't know i thought it was like you're you're at least going for something i don't know it gave me like it gave me very like did a man think of this vibes and maybe they didn't maybe so that's, that's could be man, unfair to me but i me, you know what like but there are these like lipstick bars that you can go to and like make your own lipsticks and like create your own custom shades and stuff mm -hmm. um which is actually really cool and i like that yeah like they're at one of these labs so I guess, right. you know, they're probably promoting a local business. And that part of it, I think, is really cool. That I really like. And then they're designing, but they're designing these lipsticks of other teams' colors, which, again, to me, promotes other teams mm -hmm. more than it promotes you. And also, you know, I, I'm big on, okay, like, this is going to sound really pretentious of me, and I apologize. I hate the font. The font on these lipsticks is a terrible font. It's really amateur. It's like hard to take seriously. Mm -hmm. it, it's not Comic Sans, but it is a font close to Comic Sans. Interesting, interesting. On okay. these lipsticks, and and I could, I could, I know, the font is just really bad. Okay, you. And I don't in. know I mean, if that's. I don't know, like, if this business gives you different font options, and that's what they went with for whatever reason. Like, I'm not sure. But the font is terrible, and and I know that feels like a weird thing to be picky about. But like, if I saw a lipstick with this font on it, I would think it was like from like the dollar store or something. I'd be like, where the hell did you get this thing? Um, at oh, it's that's, me. I feel so mean saying all of that. At it's me, Catherine. If you're this business, <laughs> Catherine's coming at you. So why don't you go back at her? Because really, <laughs> she came in guns blazing. I'm going to come in guns blazing here. Um, listen, uh, you, you bring in a celebrity, that's good. But also, when you bring in bad acting, that's bad. So right. da Dallas Wings, you, you took a big L here. Um, you bring in some kid actors. I mean, uh, sure, bring in kid actors, but it's overly scripted. It's corny um yeah you know so yeah so the again, dallas the dallas wings did this thing where they had three kids you know kind of like complaining to the coach that they haven't won a championship yet and then cheryl swoops makes an appearance and says yeah. it's time to have another championship in texas sure you know like if you describe this to me i would be like oh that's nice but then when you watch it you're like everyone looks uneasy Who's also, this you know, kid actors. Uh, we have one location, um, very minimal setups. This is only a half day shoot, this is only four hours max. Okay, well, guess what? You need to do it over a couple days, or you need to <laughs> do, do uh, you know, several rehearsals. Okay, this didn't have enough rehearsals. Um, the you know, uh, just not a lot of chemistry going down. Uh, it's shot in their gym. Like this seems as if the every W social got a memo that like, Hey, we're going big on the schedule. And there were a couple teams that were like, all right, well, we're just going to print an image. Mm -hmm. And, and Dallas is like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um, okay. Let's do this. Uh, can you get Cheryl? You bring in Cheryl. Uh, whose kids are around? Uh, okay. Use them. And it's just, you tried and you failed. And <laughs> I appreciate you. Again, this whole thing is good, right? Because uh, we're just having fun here. But like promoting the schedule is great. Like I don't remember them doing this in years past in, in such a big way. And anything that gets more eyeballs on the W is, is great. And we're just ripping. But when you see what Atlanta did. And you know, or yeah, Minnesota. Atlanta is set the bar. You know what I mean? When you see it, when you see someone crush something, it puts you in this territory where you're like, oh, oh, this is possible. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, well then the other teams kind of a little bit yikes. It's so crazy to me that the Aces didn't do anything. They just have a couple stills as well of their schedule, and it's like yeah. they have, like you said, like they have so much like footage of like partying and the parades and stuff. One thing I want to know um, is in the Atlanta Dream video, they said they're the hardest working team in the league. And the Indiana Fever video, which I also thought was was fairly good. It was. It was inspirational. Was yeah. The, yeah. The Fever, they use clips from this past season and they have like a, a very inspirational uh, voiceover over it, which I thought was was very effective. They said we want to be the hardest working team in the league. And I thought that was really interesting that the dream are saying they are willing it into existence. We are the hardest working team in the league and the fever saying we want to be the hardest working team in the league. And I just thought the, the parallel between those two were, were kind of funny and interesting. Yeah. It's a, it's nice to see a team be honest. Uh, You know, you don't see that a lot in sports where someone's like, I want to be the hardest working Mm -hmm. and hardest working, like, you know, like first in the gym, last to leave the gym is one of like the biggest basketball cliches. Yeah. Uh, I always want to ask when when they're like, oh, so-and-so is the first in the gym and the last to leave. And I want to be like, but who actually is, right? <laughs> so yeah. is, is somebody sleeping in the gym? Because at some point there has to be someone but Did who, Kobe Bryant just have like a fold-out cot in the gym? Right? Um, <laughs> well, and Kobe's a funny one too, because like later in his career, didn't practice with the team a lot. So it's like yeah, the whole yeah. sort of like, oh, always in the gym. It's like, yeah, his own Mamba gym, his mentality. Home. Yeah. Um, you know, and but, but anyways, it's like I'm, I'm not even about that. I think so, I think, you know, working all the time works for some people and then other people are more visual. And, you know, there's a lot of ways to be good. Yeah. But, the yeah. Phoenix Mercury, it's not on this thread, but they did have a video. Yeah, of they did. Brittany have a good, Griner yeah. and Sophie Cunningham just like talking. So they're just like they're in these two chairs. It's like set up kind of interview style, but no one's interviewing anybody. And yeah. they're just like, okay, this date, it's this person. Ooh, that's gonna be fun. And then on this <laughs> date, it is this team. Whoa. And I was like, listen, like they Yeah, you know, it was cute until I saw everything else. And then I was like, damn. Yeah. The bar has been risen. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I think, I think overall, like this was super successful. Totally. And I think other teams are going to step their game up for next year. At least I hope. Yeah. And then it'll be, and then it'll be interesting to see if Atlanta can one up themselves because they were so perfect. I I would, I would very much like for this to become a tradition. So Mm -hmm. it was a success. Yeah. Definitely a success. Um, so shout out to the, to the W for that for sure. Yeah, And, and check out the thread. If you're on Twitter, it's, uh, Adeline Tate. So it's, uh, A D E L I N E E T A T E, uh, is her at, she has it all posted, uh, from December 18th. Um, so check it out. Awesome. Um, okay, let's move on. We saw um, an article ranking, you know, the top 10 uh, moments from this past WNBA season. So we thought it'd be a great idea at the end of the year to revisit this ourselves. Um, Freddie, should I like, should I quickly run through this list? Well, I think How do we, we want to do this. Yeah. Here's what we should do. We should go, we should start from five and work our way down. Uh, and then we should see like what your five is, what my five is, and we'll see what's not covered at the end. And we can sort of show. Okay, that. great. And then uh, if we, if either of us have a bonus one, we'll say that, say that for the end as well. Okay, great. So they listed, so I'm saying number one first. Well, get, or do you want me to say number 10 first? No, no. It's say you're out of these, say your number five. Oh, I haven't personally ranked it. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, that's my bad. Sorry. It's okay. We can we can still go through it. Um, I have personally ranked it. Okay. Why don't we go through your personal rankings then? Yeah. Okay. We can go through my personal rankings and then you can tell me if you're right um, or not. If yeah, if I'm right or not. <laughs> okay. Cool. So yeah, there's ten things, um, and 
I tried to take a different, like, you know, think about like what's big in the league, what is going to have a lasting impact, all that kind of stuff. So my number coming in at number five, um, I have uh, Stewie MVP. Stewie going back to back as MVP. That's your number one. That's my number five. Oh, that's your number five. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, my number five. Um, and then uh, number four. I think it, it's it's not a fun one, but it's a big theme throughout the whole season. So I'm going to go chartered flights. Okay. Uh, I think it was a huge, huge, you know theme of the entire year didn't go away um and my number three is aces going back to back uh, okay it's, it's been such a long time and i think it was significant even if you know in a lot of ways it was a foregone conclusion still big deal mm-hmm. um number two uh at the end of the season uh, i think was the bay area expansion mm-hmm. we've been waiting for this for a long time uh so i think having an expansion team was absolutely massive and uh, number one, which was at the very beginning of the season, but I just don't think could be trumped by anything, is the return of Brittany Griner. Right. Yes. I uh, I agree with your list for the most part. The only okay. thing I would um, – this maybe this is just a personal thing. The one thing I would take out is the expansion team announcement okay. because I don't consider it a moment of the season. Right. It wasn't in the season. It's not in the season. It's big WNBA news. Yes. Okay. But it's not a moment in the season where like, you know, like, like, you know, Brittany Griner's return was a part yes. of the season. It was. The chartered yeah. Flights narrative was a part of the season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what, what, what would you replace it from? Should we read off the rest of the list and then, or should you just tell me? Let's read off the rest of your list, and then I'll tell you what I would replace it with. And I'll tell you if I would replace anything else or not. So on this list that that didn't make my top five, but are our big top ten moments. And by the way, this is art, this article is from Cassandra Negley of Yahoo Sports. Um, it's a really, really fun article um, and a great summary. Um, but what I didn't select was... And I thought this one was interesting, but Liberty formed first super team through free agency. Uh, so I think the specific wording there is important because the Aces, although they did get uh, Candace Parker, their team is formed through the draft. Um, right. Uh, Diana Taurasi becomes the first WNBA player in history to crack 10,000 points. Is this your, what are these rankings? Where do you uh, have this, these numbers? This is this. I'm going off of the article now. So there was the article had ten. This is yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So the article had ten things listed. I'm finding this confusing between your ranking and the article's ranking. I why why like we're going back and forth. So my ranking is from this article. It's I I the the the, the writer put top ten moments and then I selected my top five from her top 10. Oh, okay. So you're just naming the ones that didn't make your top five. That's right. Got it. Sorry. I thought you had a top 10. Um, No, no. I was just sort of using this article as base material. Okay. That's my bad. That's probably me. And that's probably because I ate too much junk food. Hey, listen. Do you, you know? Um, And then, uh, yeah. So uh, what else is here? Um, Aaliyah Boston wins Rookie of the Year. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think there's two more here. Uh, oh, uh, Asia Wilson scores 53 points in a single game, mm-hmm. uh, setting league record. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is Maya Moore officially retires from the WNBA. So, yeah. Out of those five, which one would you sort of sub in for my um, Bay Area? Well, I think, like, to me, I wouldn't have Maya Moore retiring on this list because for the it, same reason as the Bay area. Like. Well, and it was just such a foregone conclusion already. Like my hasn't played in the, in the W for years. Yeah. And this was simply a formality. So no, I, I didn't consider this to be big news. I also think like, you know, like Stewie winning back-to-back MVPs was a big deal, but I actually think the MVP race was one of the biggest stories of the season because mm. it was a tight race between her and Asia Wilson and Alyssa Thomas. Like the, the MVP race itself 
was one of the top moments of the year to me. Right. Yeah. So no, I that's... would have that as part of it. That was one of the biggest storylines. I would also have the, you know, like they talk about like, okay, the Liberty formed this team in free agency. Free agency happens before the season. I think the birth of a new rivalry between the Liberty and Aces. Right, like the, the super team era. Yeah, the super the birth of the super team era, this rivalry living up to all hype and expectations, right? I mean, the finals, you could argue, were maybe somewhat of a letdown. They weren't quite as competitive as we wanted them to be. But the, the birth of this new rivalry was easily the number one storyline of the whole season. Yeah. Would you time. not agree? So it's like that to me should be on the list. That should be on the list. The MVP race itself, excuse me, should be on the list. I actually think, you know, I, I mean, I am a Tarasi fan and I know she can be a polarizing figure for some fans. I think her reaching 10,000 points is a very, very big deal. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I do think that's a really big deal. I think her still playing at her age is a really big deal. I mean, it's unfortunate that you know, Phoenix just had a really crap season. So, you know, we're not talking about them beyond literally that and Brittany Griner's return. But, you know, to me, like, that's extremely noteworthy. So I might have ranked that a little higher um, because of its importance in, you know, for WNBA history. But, yeah, I think those are the things that I would add. And then, Freddie, you, before we started recording, mentioned a really big moment that I would absolutely include, but I want to give you credit is uh sabrina's three-point contest mm -hmm. yeah no it, it, it was massive like it, th that's one where you hate to compare things to men's sports all the time um but you know i think the reality is the so much of the spotlight is uh on on the nba so mm -hmm. that was a big crossover moment where so many basketball fans who may or may not be w fans were you know kind of like forced to have this moment where there was like a talent acknowledgement mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. you know in every way those competitions are identical right um and sabrina now ho holds that record so if anyone you know anytime the three-point competition happens in any league people are going to have to cite sabrina as the person to beat yeah a thousand right? percent so yeah. she only she only missed two shots in the entire thing, uh, uh, the, the entire uh, shootout. So I think that is the new shooting record, which is which is wild. And and also just watching it is was an electric moment. It was incredible. Yeah. Um, also, just because we're throwing in accomplishments here, I will definitely throw in the Alyssa Thomas triple double record. Oh yes, because I think that's that's big, huge. Yeah, can't forget that. I would have that on the list. Um, another thing I would consider, I mean, maybe it's not a top 10, but definitely a huge moment in uh, in the season was Candace Parker's injury. Yeah, that's right. I mean, people yeah, talked about her injury sure. the whole rest of the season. I mean, the Aces won anyway, mm -hmm. but but people were constantly like, will this team win without Parker? you know, this team lost a lot of size. They lost all, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was constant. Um, I also think as maybe just an honorable mention, I think the Minnesota Lynx exceeding all expectations was incredible. My Lynx, let's go. You know, like, I think that was really fun and like a very unexpected wonderful thing that happened this year and yeah like you said i think Alyssa thomas's triple double record needs to be in that top 10 so i think yeah. there were just like a lot of like like this yahoo list is really good that they had a lot of like off-court moments mentioned and mm -hmm. i think there were too many good on-court moments that i feel deserve the spotlight yeah it's perfect right you know i always feel like these whether it's music, movies, sports, these end of year lists, in my opinion, always have like the desired intention is to get people to talk about it and to maybe rethink things that you, you know, didn't notice. I, I mean, I definitely discover music in December and January every year 
that mm. is just on these like random rankings. Um, so I always look at that, look at it like that. And I think you, you, I think you're totally right. You could probably, probably do an on court versus off court. Yeah. Right. Um, that, that could be its own sort of separate categories. Yeah. Like the Maya Moore thing to me, that that's an off court moment. Um, the expansion is an off court moment. Yeah. Shout out Toronto. Our, our uh, preseason game, which I guess is an off-court yeah. off and on-court yeah, moment. Yeah, our but preseason sort of game. somewhat outside the league. Um, yeah. I mean, it did affect things. James Wade uh, leaving For the sure. sky. That was huge. massive. His house. <laughs> um, okay, there was another big story, believe it or not, that came out uh, in the WNBA over these last two weeks, and that is the Commissioner's Cup format is changing. Um, you know, they've taken notes from the NBA in-season tournament, which, Freddie, we were actually talking about on our last episode. We were, yeah. So, you know, they were also – they clearly listened to our podcast, and thank yep. you for that, uh, Commissioner Kathy Engelberg. <laughs> Shout out, Kathy. <laughs> and, you know, so basically what they've done – is they've made the Commissioner's Cup format go from 10 games to 5 games. It's going to happen between June 1st and June 13th, and then the Commissioner's Cup game is going to be on June 25th. So the whole thing is happening earlier now because, you know, you were saying again before we started recording that, like, um, having it earlier is going to help raise the stakes and, and all of that, that the longer this dragged on, the less people cared essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And, and I think me and you have always, you know, we've always made fun of the commissioner's cup and I think <laughs> like for good reason, right. You know, it, it, it's not that it inherently is a bad idea. It's that the execution really matters when you're trying to get people to care about something. Um, and obviously, I, you know, it, it has to be said that this is not like an equal scenario where the W and the NBA um, have the same amount of resources when it comes to marketing. And so, so the W is always having to punch above its, its weight, be more creative, do more with less. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, they were able to do this Commissioner's Cup for for two seasons. And I mean, if you were in the room of the NBA season tournament, like marketing execution, uh, you know, like group and people who were deciding how things were going, I, I, I would bet my, I would bet my entire life savings on the fact that they analyze the commissioner's cup. They mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. use that as material to say, here's what we think works. Here's what, what, what doesn't work. And anyways, yeah, all that said, I think the W, it gets to then use what worked in the NBA, right? So um, I think a big thing that did work was how concentrated it was. And they've shortened it. It's only going to be five games, not 10. And it's going to be all in one month. It's going to be like faster. I think it's going to be more like more thematic. And it's, it's going to be clearer what is and isn't a commissioner's cup game. Mm-hmm. And and I think that will help and improve the commissioner's cup. I completely agree. And I don't know if they're going to do fancy courts or not um, for the commissioner's I, cup, like the NBA in season tournament did. I'm waiting to see if that, something like that's going to happen. I hope so. But this quote from, from Engelbert does not bode well for that. Oh, so no. at the end of the article, this is a Toronto star article um, written by, uh, Doug Feinberg of the Associated Press. And it says uh, at the end, this is all about the competition on the court, she said. It's a pretty expensive endeavor. We would like it to look a little different and we'll work with our broadcast partners to look different. So the fact that she says this is a really expensive endeavor, never a good sign when you hear Engelbert saying like, um, we don't know how much we can afford. But yeah, I, I hope that they do make the look different because that 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 was a that really worked for them. That's NBA. fair. That's fair. I mean, one thing I also think is good about this taking place in June is I personally find, you know, someone who both, you know, we both cover the NBA and WNBA, June's a really hard month. 
for mm-hmm. us to put a lot into the WNBA because it's like the NBA finals are happening and then it's the draft and then free agency happens on July 1st. So it's actually a really busy NBA month. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a really good way to get basketball fans engaged in the WNBA season earlier for yeah. for those who watch both leagues. No, it's a great point. It's sort of like a basketball hangover. Yeah. Time, you know, so, uh, you know, and I think for the, for the W they are, you know, in their own space as far as the summer, right? Like obviously there's baseball, but it's having to sort of like be like, Hey, we're just starting and you should care. Also, the NBA's done and, you know, they're going to have the, the finals, the draft and free agency. So I think June is a good time for this tournament. And yeah, I, I mean, I hope there's more news to come with this. Like we talked about different ideas. Playing the finals in a um, new location could be cool, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a neutral location. Um, obviously, it can't be Vegas, but, you know, wherever. Well, um, actually, I mean, the NBA one in Vegas was like, in my opinion, like a little unsuccessful because they weren't really a basketball crowd. That's true. That's true. That actually didn't go well. So, you know I, what? I, I, I Engelbert, like... strike that from the record. I, <laughs> I, think, I think it'd be cool if, well, I mean, I think in this scenario, I mean, the most, you know, the team with the best record could have the home court advantage. That would make the most sense. Um, or it could be like the all-star game where each city hosts it, you know, every year and they take turns hosting it. Like that could be right. also something, right? Like the Super Bowl does that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and it's, it, the, yeah. the, that's a pretty good idea. It's sort so of at like least a, you're dealing with people who actually have fans mm-hmm. in that city. Just saying. Yeah. That's, that's a good idea. Or, you know, Toronto. Let's go. Like, I I mean, in the you know, this isn't an NBA podcast, but I really felt like Vegas did not do themselves any favors in terms of wanting an, an expansion team. The way that crowd showed up, it was real lackluster. Also, it, a daytime game? That yeah, it, yeah. And it was like, I was like, you know, like the Vegas fans are turned up for the Aces. You know what I mean? Like there are basketball fans there. And they did not show up to this in-season tournament in a way one would expect. So, you know, I'm very pro Seattle having an NBA team first because I just feel like there's real fans there. I agree. Anyway, I agree. That's, and that's also, a whole aside, but if they're expanding for NBA expansion, Mexico City, give it to me. Ooh, I um, love it too. Okay, are we at the? Are we at our F- FFQ? We. It is time. For Freddie's fun question, take it away. Okay, here we go. Uh, so we hinted at this before. You know, I was sort of talking about other other big, uh, you know, women's basketball leagues around the world. Um, one of the biggest uh, non W leagues is the uh, Australian league, the um, WNBL, I believe. Yes, um, WNBL. And so the uh, they've done a partnership where the WNBA app is going to show WNBL games for free, which is really cool. Um, so if you need your uh, women's basketball fix other than NCAA, uh, this is there for you. There will be W players you know playing there as well. So that's cool. Um, anyways, I thought it'd be fun for us to do a shout out to Australia and name our own team. Uh, so I can very quickly list off the teams that already exist. Uh-huh. And then uh, there's, there's, there's only eight teams. So we have the Adelaide Lightning, Bendigo Spirit, uh, Bendigo Spirit, sorry, Melbourne Boomers, Perth Lynx, Southside Flyers, Sydney Flames, Townsville Fire, Fire and Flames. Come on. Let's figure that out here. <laughs> and then the UC Capitals. So, um, I guess we're imagining that there's an expansion. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I can start off with a name if you mm-hmm. want me to get the ball rolling. Sure. Uh, so you know, you know, love me some animals. So I'm going with the Wollongong Wallabies. 
Too, e- <laughs> too easy. Too good. I don't know if Wallabies are in Wollongong specifically, but I mean, that's enough of a connection, right? Come that's on. good. That's really good, Freddie. Well done. That's great. Brainstorm session over. That has to happen. Right. That, that's, a, that's a 10 out of 10. A slam dunk, if you will. I also I have a backup. You have a backup? Okay, go for your backup. Brisbane bounce. Oh, that's really good. How is there no basketball team named Bounce? Right? I like it. That's ba- really good. Bounce? You're jumping? The ball's bouncing? Come on. <laughs> it's self-explanatory. Talk to me, Engelbert. Let's go. All right. All right. Mine is really bad. But okay. maybe you can help me out and make it better. Bad's good sometimes. Okay. So I was I was thinking um, like like the city of Perth. Okay. And I was thinking of like the prickly Perths. Because it's like, because okay, sure. it's like deserty and there's cactuses. <laughs> all right, all right. Prickly Perth is I great. Knew it was bad. I knew it but was wait, bad. they're already they're all the Perth links already exist. Oh um, but, no, I'm but an idiot. Pr- prickly Perth, you know. No, listen, I like I it because it's weird. I get an F. I failed. You, you do I get failed. an F, but I like it because it failed. Um, okay, <laughs> let's let's. See I forgot we- that the Lynx team was Perth. Um, that's on me. Yeah, well, and links like listen. The links, yeah. There's no links in Australia, as far as I know. Um, please, Australian listeners, correct us. It doesn't. Maybe there are. There might be. Um, a team I was wondering, uh, I, I, uh, or a place I avoided because I thought you might go oh for it. But God. let's yeah. see if we can both think of a name. Um, Newcastle is a big city. So Newcastle Maitland. So it's in New South Wales. Um, you know, there's got to be something there with an N, like an uh mm-hmm. an N. um nickname Nui, by the way. Uh so local locally nicknamed Nui. Um hmm. right. Newcastle the Newcastle Fortress? Mm-hmm. Castle? Fortress? You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. I was trying to think of something dragony. Oh, that's good. You know what? There is not enough. I, I, I know in some of the Chinese, uh, or not some of in the Chinese basketball league, there's a, a team name that is the uh, the Dragons. And I'm always blown away that there's not more Dragon sports teams because Dragons rock. Yeah, like, um, I feel like Australia must have, like, an old lizard that is derived from dinosaurs. <laughs> got, yeah, listen, got to. Of some kind, you know, I, you know, there's the kimono dragon, but I don't think that's native to Australia. I don't think so either. Um, But something dragony with a castle, I just feel like makes a lot of sense to me. But obviously uh, the name isn't coming to me. I'm looking here. There's the... Uh, Bino or Bino Gecko. So I don't know if a gecko is scary enough. No. And right? it, and the gecko I associate with like the gecko. Is it the Geico gecko? Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it could just be the, the Nui dragons. The Nui dragons is great. And also I'm just looking at the largest living species of lizard in Australia. The Parentes. Oh, what is that? I don't know, but if you look at the picture, it looks like a Komodo dragon. You know, it'd be so funny. And like, I, I don't mean this seriously, but you know how like how Australia has those like scary crabs? <laughs> like they just have those gigantic. That's our name. The Newcastle scary crabs. <laughs> like they just have these like eight foot crabs out of nowhere. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the court. The Newcastle Bristol. scary crabs. To any Australian listeners, please feel free to reach out and just scold us. You know, because this is what we this is the footage we get in Canada. You know what I mean? Like someone sends you a video and it's like an eight foot crab listen, <laughs> from Australia. Freddie, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. No, um, uh, we see a lot of big snakes, giant spiders. And giant know, spiders is a big one too. Always know, with the giant yeah. spiders in Australia. But hey, we're Canadian. We get it. 
you know, as a, as a Canadian, people will ask you, like, we live in Toronto, the biggest city, and people will genuinely ask me if I've seen a polar bear. Um, and yeah. not only and have I not seen not a polar bear, yeah. they are they are so unbelievably far away from where I live that the chance of me ever seeing a polar bear is is just not, it's slim. So um, I get it. I, I, I get it, Australians. But guess what? We will, at some point, um, you know, and hopefully everyone else, watch some Australian basketball. This is a really cool hookup that the W app is doing. Um, and, I hope you know, I hope this is just the beginning because they should do it for other leagues as well. Like the, you know, just, just a mini rant here, but becoming a, a women's basketball fan, how disparate all the parts are just, you know, doesn't make enough sense for the growth of the game. So I hope that more there's more coming together of these leagues. Amen. Completely agree. Um, Freddie, I think we should wrap it up there. Uh, everyone listening, happy new year. Happy new year. Happy new year. Wishing you a prosperous, uh, and joyful 2024. Uh, Freddie, you know, we'll, we'll be back sometime in January. Uh, you know, doing what we do. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you everyone for, uh, being on the journey with us all year. You know, it's been an incredible season. Uh, it's been an incredible journey. We've uh, enjoyed watching our show grow throughout the year, um, have had really great moments with this podcast, and we we appreciate all of you. So thank you again. And uh, we look forward to seeing or, you know, having you hear more from us uh, in the new year. Hell yeah. Um, another year around the sun. Everyone settle into those <laughs> January bodies, will you? <laughs> We're going to be on a January body uh, journey together, whatever that is for you. It's going to be beautiful. Love it. All right. Take care, everyone. All right. Peace, everybody. Thank you. Bye.